0: Welcome to the Keeping the Nostalgia Live show, where we interview athletes, coaches, entertainers, artists, musicians, authors, and many more on both our podcast and YouTube channels. We discuss their upbringing, careers, and what they're doing today. We document the past so the future can remember. Please like, follow, subscribe, and share our programs. Got a guest you'd like to hear? Contact us and we'll try and get them on the program. We have over 200 episodes recorded, so please enjoy. Stories can't be remembered unless they are told. Someone asked me one time how I get my guest ideas. It's easy, those I've had memories of in my lifetime. In a weird sort of way, it brings closure to certain times in my life. A history major at Indiana State University, I feel it's my way of preserving history for future generations to remember. Welcome to the program. Welcome to the Keeping the Nostalgia Live show. I am your host, Billy Powell. You can go to YouTube and just type in the Keeping the Nostalgia Live show. I will also put it, a link within the comment section below. You're watching this on our YouTube channel. You can also go to KTNA uh, anchor.fm backslash KTNA for all of our audio podcasts. We're going to have this uh, podcast up uh, on that also today. Uh, earlier today, we interviewed Michael Lewis and um, uh, the gentleman we're having with us today recruited uh, Jamal Meeks as assistant coach for Michael Lewis at Ball State, uh, being from Freeport, Illinois. Um, So um, please check out the Michael Lewis interview also. Um, With us today is legendary basketball coach, Ron Felling. Uh, Coach Felling, thanks for taking some time uh, to uh, share your memories of the great game of basketball, your time in Indiana. And uh, it looks like we're going to talk about some odds and ends too. It looks like you didn't dress up because you're wearing something with some dirt on it. Is that uh, what is that?
1: That's a St. Louis Cardinals. Don't be, you must be a Cub fan. I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan. Oh, well, okay. So, uh, you know, my condolences.
0: That's normally what I say to when someone has told me they went to Purdue. Well, I'm sorry about right.
1: that. Right, that's okay. <laughs>
0: um, you know, it, it's always interesting in my conversations. You know, a, a lot of people from southern, most people from southern Indiana, uh, uh, are are Cardinals fans. You don't get, you know, I guess it's based on your geography, what kind of and where you grew up at, on what kind of a baseball fan, or maybe even what kind of radio station
1: you got got in. Well, you know, I was uh, uh, born. And raised outside. of Well, I was born in Terre Haute, but outside of Terre Haute, past Rose Holman on on 40. Uh, you know, I was a big Cardinal fan, and I didn't think that I'd ever get to St. Louis. You know, I never knew where St. Louis, but I'm sitting on the wheel curb and listening to the Cardinals, and it goes out, and about 45 minutes later, it'd come back on, but I'd still be on the wheel curb, about trying to. Get tuned the Cardinals in. That's when they had Slaughter and Marion, Marty Marion, Red Shandy, and Whitey Karrowsky, and Musial, and and uh, that bunch. That's way before you, also. <laughs> well, I always heard that uh, Eno Slaughter
0: used to uh, uh, sharpen up his uh, cleats so cleats. when he would go into second base. Is that a right. true story? You think?
1: Well, I don't know. I would imagine because th- they were tough back then. You know, they uh, uh, they played for keeps back then. It wasn't they didn't make that kind of money and. Uh, one time I got at the 500, I got to uh, speak uh, with Stan Musial. He, was, he spoke first, and, and I was in the infield of the 500, and I was a big Indian, Indiana, Indianapolis race fan, and, but that was a big thrill for me to get to meet him out, and, and uh, you know, I don't know what kind of job I did following him, <laughs> but anyway, uh, uh, that was a big thrill for me. Uh, How did you become a race fan? Well, my next door neighbor was Ira Hall. He was a sheriff of Terre Haute, and and I lived out eight miles out of Terre Haute on Forty going east. And uh, I come to find out that he finished third in the five hundred back in his day. So I was a you know after that I was a race fan. You know we'd talk about racing, and uh, and he he had a little insight in it, and and I was just a race fan after that.
0: You know, six degrees of separation. My great uncle, Wild Bill Cummings, won the Indianapolis 500 in
1: 1934. Uh, Obby, Wild Bill Cummings. Okay. All right. That's great. Of course, they had money.
0: We didn't have money when I grew up. And you got to have money to be in the racing business.
1: Oh, there's no doubt now you do. Yes. Yes. Some of those guys own three and four cars. Uh, So did you go to the 500 often? Uh, I've seen 55. Wow. You're up there with Bob Netelikey. Well, I don't know about that, but I've, I've seen 55, 500, of course, uh, uh, I'm 80, 82 years old, but I, I was going back, uh, you know, on the night before the race, walking, walking the streets, uh, uh, however we could get over there. I'd always go with, uh, uh three or four guys. Sometimes we'd hitchhike over there. So, but, uh. It's always, that has been a big thrill for me, the 500 mile race. Of course, Tony Holman was from Terre Haute, you know, so. Yep. The, uh, um, my, uh, aunt and uncle lived
0: off of 16th street and they, of course, they closed that down and we would walk to the race oh, yeah. early in the
1: morning. Yeah. And there'd be three and four wide park going in on 16th street. Yes.
0: Yep. And if you were lucky enough to still have beer left over when it turned midnight, uh uh before race day you could sell your beer because you can't buy beer on a sunday in and then oh yeah oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah oh yeah i was there when that scaffold fell oh, wow. and uh i was there was, There was people you know laying on the ground one was i don't uh, i thought he might be dead laying on a crash the hood of a car out there and, and people were coming in and grabbing their beer and their sandwiches and their and and running with them you know it was just it was ridiculous so coach who entered tell us a little bit
0: about where you were born and raised and who introduced you to athletics
1: well who introduced me went to our little school i was i went to the one of the smallest schools in in Terre Haute called Glen. it was about eight miles east on 40 and back in the day with glenn was the first player uh t- a school besides even Gershmeyer and Garfield and all those in there were Sharpie coached at Garfield and Willard Kirk coached it. I mean, at, at, uh, Gershmeyer and Willie, Willard Kirk coached at Garfield. He had Lavellet and of course, uh, 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 Jerry, uh, um, Bob Leonard went to, uh, Gershmeyer along with, uh, S- Sam, uh, Smith and, and Howard Dardine. that first five, they got beat out by addicts. and uh, you remember the Arlie and Arlie Harley and Uncle Harold. They had there was a family that, that was the front line. Arlie and Harley they were twins, and Uncle Harold. And supposedly the story, Arlie was a little better than than Harley, but they looked alike. So when Arlie picked up three fouls, he switched jerseys at halftime. So he he, make sure that he didn't foul out. Now that's what I heard. And, and I don't, I, I kind of believe it, but anyway, I did my student teaching under Howard Sharp, who was a legend at Gershmeyer in Terre Haute. So, and then uh, I ended up playing a little bit at Indiana state university and uh, uh, I was kicked off the team. I hooked a free throw. We were down three against uh, ball state. And some of my friends were hollering, hook it, Ronnie, hook it. So I stepped away and hooked the free throw. Of course it just grazed the rim and a uh, coach called me in the next day and said, my best interest wasn't in basketball. So he kicked me off the team. So anyway, which I deserved it. But anyway, that was, that's my story and I'm sticking to it.
0: And was that coach clue that did that?
1: Lee. Coach. Lee? Lee. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. And he's,
0: and he's still around.
1: Yes, he is. He's 95 years old, but he's still at Terre Haute. And I thought about going and seeing him and apologizing for uh, uh, for my actions back when I was on the team. Uh, I played for Jack Williams, Coach Jack Williams. He was a great. He was he was the first to play blacks in Terre Haute. And uh, this is pretty interesting for a school in '98 in Bloomington. We went to the semifinals. They used to be the semifinals, you know, uh, before the the final four. Well, anyway, we got beat by six points, a school in 98 and Evansville bossy beat us and went on to win the state championship the next week, we went to the final four. So we could have went to the final four if, but Charlie played that, that night knowing that he was going to be ineligible and they're going to forfeit the game. But our coach said, we're, we, um, uh, we got here with them, and we're going to play with, with them. So, and my coach was Jack Williams, coach Jack Williams. And uh, uh, so
0: there was a, there was a big tournament that was always held at um, yes. uh, Glen. also, wasn't there? Can you tell everybody a little bit about that?
1: Well, that was the Wabash Valley tournament and there was 225 schools. It was one of the largest tournaments ever in the, in uh, high school tournaments in the United States at that time. There's 225 uh, schools and uh, uh, our school went to the uh, one that won that tournament once and finished second to uh, Bob Leonard played. We played Gershmeyer with Bob Leonard and I did my student teaching under Howard Sharp, who was a legend in Indiana basketball and uh, but uh, anyway. Ah, uh, Bob Leonard went on to star at Indiana University with Don Schlunt and Dick Farley and that bunch. So uh, anyway, that's about that's about it with my background. I lived right across the street from the school, so I'd sneak over there all the time. And my dad would would come over, and my, the kids that I was playing with I said, "Here comes your dad, and he's got a switch in his hand." So when I was a little guy, he said. So he'd get me by the arm and we'd go home. He'd be whipping me with that switch. He said, you know, your mom, you said your mother and I work all day and when the meal is on the table, you better be here. So anyway, that's that's the way I grew up. Besides basketball, did you play other sports in high school? I played baseball, yes. And and uh, uh, I led the league in hitting in, in 1955 and I was five and 0 pitching but they left me off the all-star team cuz I was kind of a wise wise butt, you know what I mean? So they left me home. They went on and win the the World Series, the Babe Ruth World Series. So when they got home, they called me in and gave me the most valuable player after leaving me home on the you know but i got the mvp award for for i was eight no pitching and i hit 500 and beat terry dishinger out for the batting title who was you know, everybody's heard of terry dishinger all-time pro at at uh, purdue university played in the nba for about six seven years but anyway that's my story i was kind of a little wise you know can you imagine that Uh, No, it's not. Especially after the hook
0: shot story you told me.
1: There you go. No, no, no. I know. Uh,
0: Did you know, or did you play any baseball with Tommy John?
1: I, I did my student teaching when Tommy John was a senior. I umpired all the games behind the plate. I heard your interview with Tommy John, and uh, but I had uh, Tommy will tell you I I umpired all the games behind the plate because I was that's when I was doing my student teaching when Tommy John was a senior and I remember Adolph Rupp coming in and, and he, the team was gone. They were out taking batting practice, but I was, I was supposed to umpire. So I come in and here comes Tommy John. I mean, uh, 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 Kentucky's coach, Adolph Rupp and his assistant, uh, come in and, and, uh, I said, hello, you know, and, and, uh, he said, young man, I'm looking for a Thomas John. I said, well, he's out at the Spencer park, Spencer field. And I said, I'm going to umpire all the games. I mean the game tonight. So I said, if you'll let me get my stuff on, you can follow me out there. And, uh, he had, he had his assistant with him. So anyway, he follows me and, and I get out there and I walk him up to Thomas, John, Tommy, John's dad and his mother sitting behind a fence in, in, uh, kind of a, a fold up chairs. And I said, uh, Mr. John, this is Adolf Rupp from Kentucky. And Tommy John's dad jumped up and he said, "You're wasting your time, Mr. Rupp." He said, T- "I hear you've been chasing those damn Bernardsdale twins around over in Indianapolis." And he said, "Tommy John, there's not going to come to end- Kentucky, so you're just wasting your time." I said, "I got to go get my stuff on and get this game started." So, <laughs> and after I got my, after I got everything on. And was behind the plate getting ready to start. I looked out there, and there was there was uh, Adolf Rupp and his assistant walking back to their car. But he said, "You're wasting your time." He said, "You go back there and chase those damn Benaresdale twins around again." He said, "Cause he said Tommy John is going to pitch baseball. That's a true story."
0: Uh, and he said it well on the show too. The um, uh, you should have been a wisecracker at that point in time with
1: uh, uh, Adolf Rupp. Well. I uh, no, I, I didn't want to say anything to the you know to uh Mr. Rupp <laughs> so
0: so uh, it's time for college did you plan on going to college oh yeah did you have uh, did you have other places besides and it was Indiana State Teachers College at that point right yes
1: and I, I didn't know what I wanted to do so I, my mother worked in town so I just went to uh I just went to uh uh, you know, into Indiana state and my coach, I pitched baseball and I played basketball with for coach Williams, Jack Williams. He was a, he was a great, great coach. And, uh, uh, you know, he, I think he, he's already passed on. I think his wife has passed, but, uh, I know that she has, but anyway, he was a great guy and brought a little Glenn high school, a school in 98 and four grades to Bloomington, Indiana, for the semi-state, and we got beat by evansville Bossy by six points, and Evansville-Bossie went on to win a state tournament. So that's the final four. So that's uh, uh that was just uh, uh one of the great great things about a little school like that.
0: When you played at Indiana State, did you, by happen chance, play with Basil Sofredo?
1: No. Basil Sofredo was before. He was a playing field, wasn't he? Yeah, yes, correct. Yes, and no, he was before me. Uh,
0: So when you were at Indiana State and you were playing basketball or even beforehand, when did you get the idea of, you know know what, I want to coach?
1: I knew I was going to coach from, you know, I couldn't do anything else. So I figured (laughs) I better coach. And uh, uh, my coach uh, was a great influence on me. And, uh, you know, when I used to go over there and throw balls back, Early, because I lived right across street from the school, so when I'd go in the morning at seven thirty, and and the basketball players would get in the gym early before they'd go to the first hour class and shoot, and I'd be throwing balls back to them. And coach was a big influence on me. In fact, he took me up to Indiana State and and introduced me to Coach Clee and said wanted me to go out for basketball. So uh, that's Coach Williams was the reason why I got in coaching.
0: And when you were getting ready to graduate from Indiana State, were you wanting to stay in the area? How did you end up? Your first job was in Merrillville, correct?
1: Yes, my first job was in Merrillville, and that's where I had on my freshman team. I was a, a, a science major, so I had a, a, a science class, a three, three classes in PE3, and I had a Greg Popovich on my freshman basketball team. How about that? And then he ends up to be the Olympic coach now. And, uh, I,
0: and also a wisecracker like you.
1: Yes. <laughs> but, you know, I, you know, he didn't learn anything off me, but you know, he must've got that off somebody else.
0: So, so what was it like? I mean, you, you, go to Maryville. I mean, what, I mean, Is is that where you wanted to go? I mean, and and then and then how did you move on from Maryville?
1: I was going on. I was going to the army, and I and my wife took my first wife took a job at Maryville in English, and I got on over at Calumet Township, which was a transient place. There were a lot of a lot of people coming in and coming that lived in trailers, and they'd leave. And then I got the job at Maryville, and that's when I had. Greg Popovich on my freshman basketball team. And I coach, I, I taught, uh, biology and science. Was pop any good? Yeah, he was a good freshman player, but I didn't dream it. He ended up being Olympic coach, but <laughs> good for him. And, and then what takes you,
0: how many years were you there in Maryville before you head to Illinois and how do you get to Illinois?
1: Well, I, <clears throat> I got fired at Maryville because, uh, I took, uh, four or five days off and went to the NCA tournament and I just left. My wife didn't know where I was at. No one knew where I was at. I just took off and went with, uh, to the, uh, state of the NCA tournament. That's when, uh, Vic Roush of Loyola uh, tipped that ball in to beat Cincinnati university of Cincinnati. Uh, And, uh, so anyway, i come back and they said your best interest isn't in the Maribel school system so we're firing you i said okay so i was going to the service and then i'm at summer school at indiana state working on my masters and there's a guy in there who said i you, you at the end of this at the last day of school you stood up and say w- where you're from and what you're what you've been doing and what your job is and where you're going i said united states army i said i've uh i've been drafted i said i've i I lost my, uh, uh, teaching job. I didn't tell him why, but anyway, I, I lost my teaching job and a guy said, we've got a job at Lawrenceville, Illinois. And I never heard of Lawrenceville. It's right across from Vincennes, but I never heard of it. So he said, I would like for you to come down We've got, uh, uh, freshman football, freshman basketball and head baseball. Well, I was a big baseball guy and you know, uh, I, uh, <clears throat> Like I said, we, they won the national championship and I got the MVP award and, but they left me home cause I guess I was a wise, wise man, you know?
0: What, what were the differences at the beginning when you were in Illinois from Indiana and was it something you had to get used to? Uh,
1: n- not really, not really. I, I had a great job. I was a driver ed teacher, so I didn't have to sit in the classroom. I'd get out and, you know, we, If I had errands to run, that's where the students would drive. You know, we'd drive out here. I'd go in get a run to do what I had to do. And, and just, and we change drivers. And, but that was what I did, driver ed. And Lawrenceville was a public school. It was a public school. It's right across from Vincennes, Indiana. So in that,
0: in, in that respect, you, you got who was zoned to come to your school.
1: I'm sorry. In that
0: respect, you, you got players who were actually zoned to come to that school yes yeah yes
1: no we didn't you know now there was a couple people come in there the leasty boys came up from merrillville or lawrence <clears throat> excuse me uh saint francisville which is eight miles uh west or uh south of lawrenceville so uh <clears throat> anyway they moved in There was a big hella blue about that about the leasty boys moving in but uh that's why you know and then i had the scheidler boys uh dennis scheidler captain the freshman uh, the freshman team at university of texas and then he <clears throat> he moved and played at southern illinois and was a the captain there and then jay scheidler one went to kentucky and played under adolf uh, uh not Rupp, but uh uh Joby hall to, Joby hall yeah and uh uh he, uh, they won the national championship when he was a sophomore. He's, his first game was against Indiana University, and he scored twenty three points in his first game against Indiana. That's pretty good. Did you
0: have a uh, a system working where you knew the junior high coaches, and you knew maybe um, and kind of like like a feeder system in the Lawrenceville, or was anything like that around, or
1: no? But I started something called Junior Pro Basketball. Junior pro we lowered the baskets down. We had baskets that fit over the main bank boards that dropped them down to eight feet. And then we also had a smaller ball. And I was a director of junior pro basketball in the Southern Illinois. And our team went on to win the national championship in, in, uh, in <clears throat> Kentucky where the the finals were held. So we had some kids coming up, but I had our, JV team and our varsity team coach, the kids and all those kids, smaller kids, they played with a smaller ball and an eight foot goal. We hang the bank boards over the regular bank boards and it dropped the goals down to eight foot. And, uh, all the kids would want to come in there because they saw the, the players, you know, that played the night before in the varsity game. So we end up winning the, uh, I don't know how many schools and how many States involved, but we had, uh, Our varsity players work with even the boys and girls, both of a young age. They would learn the fundamentals of basketball, and they went on to win the Junior Pro World Series or uh, the championship one year. So you win your first state championship in 72, correct? Correct.
0: What did you see that coming, or was it something that was built from the same freshman class all the way through the senior class?
1: Well no i just thought you know that's a, when they dropped it to class uh, class a and their double a and we were in a and i said well if it, we went there were 700 schools in in a so i said somebody's got to win this and we might as well be us so uh we worked. we won the first one in 72 uh uh we won a second one in 74 and then in 76 we finished third with Jay Scheidler, who was a great player at Kentucky. And, uh, uh, and then we won back to back 82, 82 and 83. And, and we still have the record for 68 straight wins, 68, no. 68 in a row.
0: Did you ever coach against Larry Buddy Graham?
1: Uh, yes, I did. Yes. I knew Larry well. In fact, Larry passed and Larry and I were good friends. He's from Indiana. Uh, yes. From Odin. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Good guy.
0: Uh, so how, I mean, you only had 77 losses in your career at Lawrenceville, right?
1: That's too many.
0: <laughs> those two years where you go 68, no, which like you just said, is a, a still a record today. What was the, what were those years like?
1: Well, we just take a name and kicking butt. That's what was. you know, it was, it was good. You know, <laughs> we, uh, uh, we had good players, good kids. Uh, uh, good, the parents were good. They didn't try to get their nose into my business, and and uh, uh, you know uh, uh, they just they just they were just good people. And they said, "You're the coach, you know. We'll we'll feed them, and and you coach them," and which is you know fine with me. And uh, but we had good players and good attitudes. You don't win with dummies. And we had smart kids that wanted to win and uh, uh, and we went 68-0 and it was a, a tribute to them, you know, and uh, uh, you know, I was just fortunate to be sitting on the bench behind them.
0: Where did they play the state championships?
1: Well, in Champaign, in University of Illinois, in Champaign, Illinois.
0: And those people who are watching who are uh, familiar more with uh, Indiana high school basketball, you know, you see a lot of those round backboards in
1: Illinois basketball. Yes, we had them. Yeah, we had them, but the goals were eight or 10 feet. And we had the same kind of nets on our goals and we painted them orange, the, the rims and, and we, we had, we were pretty good at putting that ball through those rims too. You just sounded like coach Norman Dale and Hoosiers. Oh, there you
0: go. Well, I, don't know about,
1: <laughs> I don't know Norman, but <laughs> oh, Gene Hackman in
0: Hoosiers. Oh, I know yeah. you've seen the movie, yeah, Gene Hackman. yeah. You know, the rim's 10 feet high, same right. with, same that it right. is in Hickory.
1: So, right, I remember when they walked in the you know, uh, the uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse, Hinkle Fieldhouse, yeah, yeah, look around.
0: Uh, with so much success that you were having in uh, Lawrenceville, did you have the opportunity where people headhunting you to? to take other jobs in Illinois or?
1: No, not really. Uh, uh, my kids were in, my children were in Lawrenceville uh, at school system at the time. And, and, uh, uh, you know, I, I can't remember anybody calling and, you know, wanting, uh, wanting me to move. Tell us,
0: tell us a little bit about the mule, Marty Simmons. What, what, what did he mean to you? Do you still stay in contact today? What, uh, just, you know,
1: Marty was a great kid. His, his older brother played for me also. Walt, Walt Simmons played on a, on a, a very good team. And, uh, <clears throat> but, uh, Marty was just tremendous. He, uh, uh, he played on our, our junior pro team growing up, you know, we had junior pro basketball, as I said, and and you could just see the dedication that Marty had and his dad was behind us 100%. His dad was a uh, construction worker and and you know, he was kind of rough. He'd say, "Marty, you get your little butt out there and work on some your shooting, you know what I mean?" And but uh he was uh, he was tough and and uh the whole ca- the whole uh, city uh, the town it was only 3400, I think in Lawrenceville at that time. And, uh, but, uh, we, we raised a lot of good, good players were brought up through, through there. And we had, uh, David Brooks who captained the team at, at the Navy, Navy Academy and was a leading scorer there till the Admiral, the Admiral, you know, took over. And then, uh, Jay Scheidler uh, uh, played on a national championship team at Kentucky, uh, Marty Simmons, uh, went to Indiana. Uh, I'm trying to think of, um, Oh, Rick Rick Leisty. He, uh, captained the team at university of Illinois and, uh, oh, and Dennis Scheidler, uh, went to, uh, uh, S- Southern Illinois. And, uh, he, he, he was uh, a leading scorer there for a, for a while. Uh, Chuck Hetty, another kid went to Kentucky. He, he made the freshman team, but that, that was all. And, uh, Oh, I'm trying to think, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some others. We had, uh, Chuck had went to Kentucky. Uh, Oh, uh, we had a young man uh, go to Indiana State, and Jeff, and another kid, Jeff Gear. Uh, he played at uh, uh, he played at uh, Southern Illinois for a while. So we had some kids come in there uh, that that were dedicated and and really worked hard. How did you did you build? Gunner Wyman,
0: did you build a relationship with Gunner?
1: I knew Gunner from, yeah, we, we'd get together and we had a hog cook over at the park. So he'd come up, we'd, what we can't tell you this, but we'd go out at night and find a hog and and we'd have it slaughtered. And then we'd have a next weekend, we'd have a, a big party over at uh, Red Hill State Park and Gunner would come over there and, and, uh, uh, there's a lot of, they, there was coaches come from all over to that pig cook. We had, of course, we had two or three kegs too, you know?
0: And so would you play a lot of, uh, games over there at Vincent's Lincoln and Alice, uh, in the, uh, Adams Coliseum?
1: Yeah, not a lot, but we play, we play them there and, and, uh, uh, we, we beat them there, uh, uh, and, and we, we, they'd beat us of course too. And then we beat we beat them at at Lawrenceville, and when they left, somebody threw it. one of our heathen's students threw a brick through their window, <laughs> through their bus window. Well, that that didn't they didn't that didn't set very well with them. So I think we canceled, we canceled out after that. After one of our one of our students or Hanyaks threw a, a brick through the bus window on their way home.
0: Uh, and and Coach uh, Wyman, what a great tombstone! You know what it says on his tombstone, right? Yes,
1: yes. I'm I'm trying to uh, hear a li- what. I'd rather be I'd rather be buried here than in Jasper, Indiana. Right, right, right yeah, yeah, I, yeah. You know, with
0: Coach Lewis being from Jasper, I brought that up to him today, and he kind of was like, he kind of was like, I know about that. Let's just move along.
1: Right, <laughs> right. How's he doing?
0: Oh, he's doing great. Uh, He—I'll uh, post it, and you can watch that uh, video later today. Uh, Cammie, I'll show you, and uh, uh, he is pumped up and ready. I, he means business.
1: Well, well, good. Yeah, good. See, he—he he and AJ Guyton played together. I recruited AJ Guyton too. He was a fifth-leading scorer at Indiana, out of Peoria. Yeah. In fact, I—I uh, I got three. I recruited three out of the top five scores. Eight. A- A.J. Guyton was fifth and uh, 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 out of Terre Haute, Indiana. Who was that, Cam? Brian Brian Evans. Yeah, I'm sorry. Brian Evans was the uh, uh, third leading scorer. And then Calvert Cheney was – I got Calvert. And uh, Calvert was uh, an all-time leading scorer at Indiana University. Coach.
0: Was it just me when I was at Indiana State, but if the wind blew a different direction, it stink?
1: Oh, I, I used to work down there. I used to work at Commercial Solvents. Yeah, I stumped too. You know, I was, I was at Commercial Solvents, and, and uh, uh, boy, it did. And I was unloading 100-pound uh, sacks out of a train cars of flour and sugar. And when one of those broke and the sugar got on you, you were sticky and sweaty all day. It was miserable. And, and you'd take a hundred pound sacks of flour and a hundred pound sacks or whatever in a train car and take them there to the top, all the way to the top of the train car. And you put them on pallets and they'd come with a, with a tow truck and, and, and uh, pick it up. But, uh, no, that was a nasty job besides the stink and the smell and the odor of commercial solvents. And is that what they put on railroad ties? I don't know what they put on railroad ties, but oh, okay. I've never smelled a railroad tie that smelled like commercial solvents.
0: See, cause I didn't think Terre Haute was really that bad. Just, you know, you, I mean, you know, I lived in the the quad, which was there after you'd left right. Cromwell, but, uh, um, I, uh, Terre Haute gets a bad rap.
1: Yeah. 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 I, uh, I lived eight miles out past rose Homan, but, you know, I'd, I'd hitchhike home every night after basketball practice, and then I got, you know, uh, and then uh, they finally threw me out of there, gave me a degree, and said, get out of here, you're, you know. What did you enjoy most about recruiting? Getting the players, them saying yes, well, we're coming to Indiana. That's a lot of work, you know, making telephone calls and, and uh, talking to their parents and home visits and all that—that's uh, uh, you know—and when when uh, Alan Henderson called, I recruited Alan Henderson too, and he called and said, uh, uh, "You know, I'm coming to Indiana Mercy." That the, when I I said he's coming in, and all the front of the office girls and everything there—they start cheering, and that had to make make him feel good, but. Uh, you know, I don't know It's it's tiring and fun, but, and you know, you're battling in there, you're trying to sell, you're trying to, you know, and especially we're going to do the things the right way. One thing, coach Knight said, you know, I've ever catch anybody cheating. You're going to be, you're going to be out of here. So I got a lot of respect for coach there on the fact that, uh, he, he t- set us all down said, I better not hear of anybody cheating in one way in any way.
0: Uh, what do you think about, uh, Indiana's new coach, uh, coach Woodson? And What do you think about, well,
1: uh, uh, he ought to be pretty good. I think he had a, a decent year. I, I think they have had a good hire. I think he's a good hire and, uh, I haven't talked to him since, uh, you know, since he moved in, but he, his team improved over the, they lost seven in a row there at one time, but I think they really got better there at the, at the end. And I think he's got a great recruiting class coming in the way I hear We've got four or five uh, uh, top twenty-five players in the country. Uh, supposedly, whoever's ranking them—I don't know. You know, that's that's individual uh, judgment there. But uh, I think that they're going to be—they're going to be, they're gonna be uh, uh, pretty good. Did you have?
0: Did you enjoy what you did at Indiana so much that you didn't look for anything else, or were you it, recruited you know to what? do other that, things?
1: That was my mistake. You know, I should have, you know, I would have liked that, but I never, you know, coach Knight treated me, you know, uh, good. And I was, I was happy in Bloomington, but you know, down deep, I really wanted to get out, uh, you know, get a head job. But, you know, I got to where, you know, I, I got to where I was there for so long that I probably, uh, you know, I didn't, uh. You know, I, I just probably just stay there.
0: Are you still a basketball junkie today? I mean, do you watch basketball all the time or
1: just I watch basketball, but no, I'm not a junkie. No, (laughs) I, I don't watch that. uh, I don't watch it that much. You know, you watch the pros. Uh, No, I hate pros. I hate pro basketball. I don't watch pro basketball a bit. It's all college. I like college basketball. And, uh, but I, I watch the Hoosiers play. And then of course the tournaments and, and, uh, but pro basketball doesn't interest me.
0: Uh, what do you think the transfer portal has done to the game of college basketball?
1: You know, I'm not sure it's done anything good thus far. I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure it's helps going to help some kids, but, uh, you know, I just don't know all that much about it, but, uh, uh the, uh, I see Indiana had about seven or eight enter the transfer uh for a portal, but I don't know how many of them are going to come back, but they've had a pretty good recruiting year thus far the way last uh, year. Yep, but, I saw that too. Yeah. So I think they're, you know, coach Woodson's going to do a good job there. Uh, uh, coach, do you golf? No, no. I found out if any coaches golf in the summer, I'm going to find out, you know, if that's a guy that you're going to beat his team's butt in the wintertime because my, my my kids were working out and shooting and in the gym, lifting weights, doing the things that, you know, that's going to improve their, their basketball game. No, uh, golf didn't, you know, golf a rich man's game. So, you know, I. What are your hobbies? Uh, I don't know, going to the clubs and, uh, you know, seeing my friends and talking trash and, and eating hamburgers and, and drinking a beer.
0: So how long have you been retired? How long have you been out of
1: basketball? Uh, well, I was out, Uh, I've been out 23 years.
0: Yeah. Uh, Do you stay in contact with uh, Coach Simmons at Eastern Illinois?
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Marty and I, in fact, uh, they're going to have a thing coming up next week or so. May 14th. May 14th. 15th. 14th. And – or 14th. And, uh, uh, you know, he's got a daughter that was – that had a a stroke in her sleep. Heart attack. And – Anyway, uh, there's going to be a big thing for him. They, the city of Lawrenceville, 3,000 people r- raised $50,000 for Marty last, last summer. And there's going to be another thing for him <clears throat> coming up soon next week or two.
0: Yeah. He told me about that on, in his interview. That's, that's awesome. It's nice that people got together and helped that out. Right. So, Coach, what, what what do you think of – I asked you about the transfer report. What do you think when they changed uh, Indiana high school basketball from single class to class basketball?
1: Well, you know, I, I didn't really like it at first, and same way in Illinois. But, uh, you know, you can't have schools of 300 re- competing against – Schools, if if they got a good team and repeating against schools of three and four thousand, and so uh uh now you'll have times like like Milan, Milan, you could you could beat, you could they they beat everybody that that put in front of them. You take our teams back then when we went sixty eight no uh we beat Thornridge, uh, Thornridge had five thousand students in school, we had. 2,700 in our town and we we beat them in the Collinsville tournament and we also beat uh, uh, Collinsville which Virgil Fletcher, have you ever heard of Virgil Fletcher? Okay, and Collinsville was a big powerhouse. We beat Collinsville and Thornridge in the same day and Jay Shidler had 48 against Thornridge.
0: What was it like being the coach and having your kids recruited by major colleges. What, what, what kind of, what kind of role did you play? Did you enjoy that? Did you enjoy giving the advice? Did, or what was that like?
1: Well, you know, in a small school like us, you didn't really have that many until we, we got good. And then there, you know, did I tell you a story about Tommy John? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's when Adolph Rupp and, walks in. I mean, that's a, that's a different, that was at Gershmeyer, at Terre Haute. But anyway, uh, I'm getting w- way behind. I'm assuming
0: like Joe B. Hall would come to your games when they, Oh yeah. And
1: right. I'm assuming right. coach
0: Knight came to a game, possibly came to some games oh, when Marty did. was playing.
1: Right. Well, J- Joe B. And, and the governor and the guy that owns secretariat came in and stayed. They, went, they brought a, uh, a, uh, a trailer and stayed in it for three days in the parking lot. So, you know, I mean, they, they came to get Shyler, and, and, uh, they, you know, they gave him a horseshoe off of secretariat, you know, and all this. And, and, uh, uh, but you know, that was a good time. That was a good time. I took J- J- Joe B. uh, We got a little referee named jerry turner and uh i took joe b into the bar and jerry's a referee and he wasn't very good but i said i said jerry interview for with with a coach here about maybe being a radio announcer for the for the uh, uh wildcats so he he's got this beer bottle and he's talking into it. And he said, I'm here at the tavern. And he said, we're talking to the great Joe B hall of Kentucky university. And he said, Joe B how's she going today? And he holds that beer bottle over and pours pours beer down the front of Joe B.'s shirt on his tie. That was a riot, man. I mean, he turns out, he holds that beer bottle out there and pours it right down Joe B's chest.
0: About how big was your gym in Lawrenceville? Well, regulation court. Well, no, no, I understand Mm -hmm. that. But like what did a whole couple thousand people
1: Yeah, about that? Yeah, Yeah, about that. And they'd fill it and then people sitting on a stage. I remember one time, Uh, they had sold out, the tickets had sold out and I got, I got there. I'd, I'd go by the tavern ever before the game and there'd be guys in there. And I'd say, now, look, if you got any suggestions for the coach, tell me now, cause I don't want to hear them afterwards. And they said, Oh coach, come on. We, I said, no, I'm here. If you got any suggestions, give them to me now. Cause that way, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be able to, to implement them if they're, if I think they're any good. So anyway, but so <clears throat> I'd get there a little late to, uh, The JV game still on and, uh, it's not even halftime yet, but so there was a bunch of people, about 50 people outside and, they said, coach, they sold tickets out. I said, you wait right, right here outside the weight room. I opened the weight room window and I got 50 people in that weight room and now it's still locked on the outside and people were, the women had dresses on. They pull their dresses up and they was coming through that window. You know, they didn't care. They, they were, they were coming in. So I had that weight room full of people. So I looked out and there was no one coming. So I opened the door and here come uh, here are 50 more people went in there and they've already got maximum, you know, capacity. And here come the principal around, <laughs> around the corner. he said, what in the world is going on? I said, these people want to see the game. And I said, I just let them in. He said, how many of them are, there? I said, I don't know, 50 or so. So I said, they can sit on the stage or set, you know, stand up in the corner. I don't care where they are, but I wanted to let them in. So anyway, he just shook his head and went on. So, you were not,
0: you were not the fire marshal's friend
1: no no i wasn't a fire marshal's friend but i was a friend of i was a friend of all those people that got in uh,
0: who was the who was the greatest high school player that you've seen play
1: oh the greatest high school player uh well i played against oscar robertson and they beat us forty-three and sent us home with forty-three. <laughs> that was one of the first games. That that was that was in that was when I was at Indiana State. I'm just let's see. Uh, Clyde Lavellet, maybe, way back when I was a kid. Terry D. Shinger was another one at Garfield, and uh, uh, so Bob. Let's see, Bob Leonard in the Wellbash Valley tournament. See, my dad would let me off to school and let me go in, and I and I'd I'd be watching games at the old Indiana State Gym for when the uh, Wellbash Valley tournament was the largest individual tournament in in the world in, in the United States. Two hundred and twenty-eight teams, and they'd play down to sixteen, and come in and play down, you know, and play down to eight, and and then they'd bring the final. Uh, four in and played two games in the afternoon on Saturday and then one for the championship. In fact, Glenn, my little school, won it twice with Charlie Sessions. That was in 48, back when I was just a kid.
0: When did uh, they close, Glenn? Uh,
1: they consolidated with Gershmeyer, and I'm not sure. Uh, it, was in, it was in the early 70s. I'm, I'm not. And now it's
0: just Terre Haute South and Terre Haute North, right? Yes.
1: Yeah. It it, it was, they went into Gershmeyer and and it had to be in the seventies. Do you think
0: your that record of, I think it is that record of 68. No, has
1: it, has it even been challenged? I, you know, I don't know. I, uh, I, I have no idea. Uh, Do
0: you get back to Lawrenceville very often?
1: Uh, I was back there, uh, a week or so ago and, uh, uh, we're going to go back for Marty That for, uh, I think Marty Simmons is that thing for Marty yeah. where they raise money for, for, uh, his daughter.
0: And how about Bloomington? You get the blue back to Bloomington very often. I live in Bloomington.
1: Cammy okay. and, Cam and I live in Bloomington. She was a critical care nurse and she just retired about, eight seven, six months ago. Now we're broke. No. <laughs> no. No. She retired and you know, now I'm out picking up cans and you know. So but anyway. Well uh, well we have
0: three sycamores here. I'm a sycamore, she's a sycamore, yeah. and you're a sycamore. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and
1: where are we doing this?
0: Where are you at? You said this is your grandson's studio? Yes. And yeah. and what does uh what does he do? Does he do podcasts?
1: Yeah, just a minute. Come here. Wyatt, come in here and tell them what this is. This is my this is my grandson, Wyatt Felling. Hey Billy, how are you? Uh with the interview, you get a free, you get free advertising. What do you do, Wyatt? Who who gets free advertising?
0: You. Oh, I do? Yeah, what do you do? What 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 kind of podcast yeah, do you uh, have? Where where where's the studio that you're at currently? Yeah, so um the studio is located, we're like one block off Monument Circle in downtown Indianapolis, Indiana. Uh so what we do basically is People come in um, that are doing their own show, their own podcast, and we handle the recording, the production, and the publishing. Um, so they come in, talk for an hour, and then once they leave is when we actually do all the production, the camera angles, all that. And then once we have the final product, we publish it for them, just like how you publish yours on um, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play. We do that for them, and then we also publish it to YouTube.
1: Uh, now he's, in his, he's in his son's 13-story office building here, uh, half a block off dad. the circle
0: is Is dockage in that area at 107.5 who is it dan dockage yeah dockage is about a block away block away okay yeah he's he's right on the circle we're about a block off the circle okay okay and what's your place called it's called wave one media wave one media very cool thank you Wyatt yep no I appreciate it yeah yeah no problem and and coach tell me about your kids and how many grandkids you have
1: well (laughs) Uh, <laughs> quit laughing. Uh, I have a I've got five grandkids, six grandkids, yeah, six grandkids. I got a chance. Uh, my oldest son has got four, and Wyatt's one of them, and he's got an older brother, and he's got an older sister that's just graduating from Ball State. And then he's got a younger player, young gal coming up. It's a terrific shooter. Uh, you know, she can shoot, you know, and uh, Caruso could sing and, and she can tickle the twine from 29, you know, so.
0: Coach, what is the, what was the favorite game that you were a part of or were like, that was got to be the – you were totally exhausted after the game and it was a victory. What What's the greatest game you've been a part of? Besides uh, – you didn't include the high school too.
1: Well, the greatest greatest game is when uh, that I was – it was my scout and my – I sat with coach when we beat number one UNLV in the tournament when we went on to win and be, beat uh, uh, Syracuse in the, uh, in the final game. And, uh, but, uh, that was probably, that was probably one of the biggest thrills. And then going 68, no, had to be pr- pretty fun. You know, I, uh, uh, I got so I thought, you know, hell bring on the Celtics. We'll beat them too. No, I knew better, but anyway, I'm just, you know, Coach Ron Felling.
0: I've probably gone a little bit long and probably racked your brain, but uh, I think
1: what's left of it. There wasn't much to start (laughs) with, you know, go ahead.
0: I thank you so much for being on the program. This was fantastic. And I think everyone will uh, enjoy.
1: Well, I hope so. I hope so. Listen, thank you very much for inviting me on and, and uh, God bless you.
0: I appreciate it. Thank you. And God bless you too. And tell Cammie I'll get back
1: with her on, on messenger. Okay. Thank you.